everyone so welcome back to the unforeseen journey after a short break i'm back uh just prior to this i know if was going through a number of moments of awareness change transition whatever it is and i put that largely down to this course which i'm in the middle of the moment which is helping me Firstly, pull myself my pull pull apart myself, and then pull myself back together with the intention of being to build this thing, this program that really does represent my life's work and the experiences up until this point. It certainly won't be perfect, but it certainly will be way more comprehensive than anything I've ever done, and. In that, I'll be honest, yeah, the last month has been uh, really enlightening in terms of understanding myself more and more. And um, it required me to start questioning everything I was doing, which I think is healthy, but to adopt a process of doing that continuously. And in that, I found myself questioning why I felt obligated to continue to do the podcast every week. When I was reaching a point creatively where I was struggling to find things to say that I think were of value, but that moment has passed and I think that's part of the process and stepping into whatever this is now, this aligned, fulfilled version of me has kind of broke a seal on thought and creative expression and a lot of things which I'm excited to start doing more and more of. But I had a kind of, you know, big thought the other day on the, the podcast and and come up with at least five episodes on things I think are worthy of talking about. And these will be similar to things I've spoken about before, without a doubt. And first one today, self-acceptance, certainly something I've spoken about many, many times. But what I wanted to do with the show moving forward is make it a lot more intentional a lot less off the cuff of just me going off the head, going off my head, going off the top of my head for 20, 30, 40 minutes on a subject and instead planning something out and then talking through that. So you may find, hopefully, that there's a bit more of a structure to these episodes now and hopefully they make um, a bit more sense as I want to take you on a journey in every episode and take you to you know, a place where we introduce a concept, we discuss it through, <laughs> I discuss it through, I talk it through, and then maybe leave you with a few things to think about. Um, yeah, so before I get down to it personally, everything's going really, really well in my life. Like, super grateful to be back in my own space, uh, enjoying the beautiful summer in the UK. Uh, but to be fair, it's been great up until this last week or so. But yeah, everything's going well. Coaching is going well. I've got a group of clients now who I really enjoy working with. The, the the place I'm at, which is really representative of part of this conversation today, is the acceptance of myself now as a life coach. And one of the things I'm struggling with is letting go of some of the accumulated knowledge that I've gained over the last years being more of a fitness coach and realizing that the people I will now be serving most within what I want to do probably don't need all the stuff that I've learned previously and so I need to be okay with letting that go but equally 
there's a part of me feels like the principles of what I learned will be uh, transcendent no matter what I do as a coach. So that's that's me. That's where I'm at. To I am about nearly ten days post-op for my hernia surgery, so I can't work out. It's all good. So glad to have had that done. Having some great times with Addy. Uh, I just took her back this morning. So um, feel slightly all over places. I do this, but wanted to do this today, even in this kind of frazzled state, because there's things that I want to bring up um, that are front of mind for me right now that I know if I don't act on, it will probably go. But yeah, I've had 48 hours with her. It's amazing. We've got our own space now, growing the bond. Um, but it's tough. And it's tough because I definitely enjoyed being a co-parent more than I was a parent. I was not very good as a full-time parent. That's an understatement. I was uh, distracted. And I think maybe that was a part of where I was at. But also the environment and the relationship. But being a co-parent suits me a lot more. Uh, but the, the, the plus side is I get intense focused time with my daughter. And in that, I can switch off from work. I'm fortunate enough to better do that. And I can just be with her and be present when I feel fortunate enough. But the downside, which is a better one, is that I don't see her every day. And so I have these intense focused periods with her. And I handed her off today to her mum. And I got back on the train and I was like, wow. Oh. And it's a weird feeling. Your life feels kind of empty in that time after. And it's a bit strange. It's still something I've got to get used to. But I know I'm in the right place. I know I'm doing the right thing. But it's not uni unicorns and rainbows and butterflies. Although I've got to say my life in and of itself in terms of how congruent I am with who I am. Um, feels super aligned. And so that's why I think I want to start the conversation today with a conversation around the power of self-acceptance and how if you're here, until you can accept yourself, there's no point beyond that. We've got to start with this. And this is the, the big thing for many of us to overcome. And I even found that in this coaching course I've been doing recently, like, you know, you talk about your personal story, you talk about the reasons you're doing things. And it became clear to me that much of my life has been about doing things to seek the validation of other people or not so much to seek the validation, but to help other people more specifically, because in that helping that increased my own self-worth. So, you know, you know, my two main careers, that's coach and that as a police officer. Both of those very much about helping people. And even as I do this now, my intention with this is to help you. But the difference is now, I believe, a significant shift in knowing, believing that I am enough, I am enough, prior to any exchange needing to happen within the role of coach, uh, the character of coach which I play. And so that's a significant shift in me. And I think that's going to enable me to be a way better coach because I'm not honestly caught up any notions of uh, necessity that I can or I'm obligated to be responsible for someone's change and that that is on them and to say the things that need to be said because I'm not attached to what the relationship mm. needs to continue to be Um in that moment. That's one of the things I've found hard over the years. I've got a lot better at recently is challenging people in a way 
that really risks the relationship as a coach and a client, but also as a thing that needs to be said. And it's taken me a long time, but actually in this place now I'm at, it's fucking easy because I'm not attached to you as a client. Um, in terms of you being around to increase my own self-worth, I'm attached to you as a client because I fucking care and I want to help you. But you've, you've, we've got to have that separation. And so that's been a big noticing for me. Um, so let's get going, right? So that's kind of a personal anecdote on self-acceptance. But really, this whole journey, the last five, six, seven years, has all been about this. This moment of having everything pulled away, my eyes open to a different way of living, different way of connecting with people, a different way of feeling. And it's been a bumpy road. And I think the the thing I'm learning is that this journey of self-acceptance has been forced upon me. And that's uh, a blessing now. But equally, I would like to think there's some way we could do this without having to face maybe the pulling back and pulling away that I've had to face, which has forced me to do this. So hopefully in these conversations, it will help you to do it without having to face so much of the pain. So self-acceptance, I believe, is such a massive part of personal growth and any kind of transformation because it represents the place from which you're starting. And too often in life, I think we can go along and to continue to try and improve based on band-aiding on top of something which isn't truly us in the first place, all right? So what I mean by that is, if you're listening to this, you may have arrived at a place in your life where you realize that, well, you're not living your life. You're not doing the thing you want to do. You're not being the person you want to be. And so I think the tendency is, for many people, is that instead of facing the reality of pulling apart the layers of the things they've put upon themselves for years in terms of identification and beliefs and values, they just label more stuff on. They put more stuff on because it's what's worked before and it's what they know. And the second part of it is I think people are very um, loss-adverse, even if a part of who they are isn't who they truly are and they know it, I think people will still cling to it because, well, they're afraid of the ramifications of those changes on their life externally, i.e., will they lose friends? Will they lose their family? Will they lose relationships or lose their job? If they uh, don't, you know, if they, they, they stop being what is expected. And those are valid things to have concerns about. But ultimately, I think you've got two choices at this moment of recognizing that you're not living your life you can either choose to continue on that path and to go well that's the that's the path I've chosen or not and if you're not going to do that it's hard because you're going to have to let parts of you die you're going to have to let relationships die you might have to change your career and that's uh, and a tremendous amount of upheaval but without that what is there it's just layering bullshit on top of bullshit and so that's why I think Self-acceptance is the, the the name of the game. Self-acceptance is keyed into authenticity. Once you can feel like you're being authentic, once you can feel like you accept yourself, then I think the world is truly your oyster. 
big fan of Brené Brown, so I picked out some quotes today, which I thought were good for each section here. This one today is, uh, this one here is, authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Here we go. I'll leave that one with you for a second. So if we agree that self-acceptance is key to our own journey of personal growth and living an authentic life, what impact is this truly going to have on you if you decide to do this? Um, well, what it's going to do personally, if you can find a way to accept yourself as who you are and then love yourself eventually as who you are, it's just going to make you way more confident in every aspect of your life. If you struggle to set boundaries, you'll better set boundaries. If you struggle to make decisions, you'll make easier decisions because you're coming from a place of knowing that inherently means that life will just feel more in flow because there's no filter through which you have to to apply any kind of decision because you're just being you. And so that for me feels like a massive benefit to this. And it's something, again, sharing personally, since I felt like I've been able to accept myself and be authentic, social media feels easy because just fucking being me. And that is refreshing for me and I'm not attached to what the outcome is with it, which is really cool. Now, how would this affect your emotional well-being? I feel like half of this is stating the obvious, but if you're here, you maybe need to hear this, right? So I think so much of the emotional turmoil, the mental shit we place upon ourselves in our lives is largely due to the fact we're not being ourselves. Uh, my own depression, I would put, by and large, down to me not living my life. And I could feel that the weight of this life I'd built was literally on top of me. It was depressive. And this was because I wasn't accepting of myself. I didn't believe in myself. I was deeply caught up in getting attached to um, the identity that was needed to be in the relationship I was in. I was deeply attached to this idea of performing as a gym owner and that was what I had to do. I was deeply attached to this idea that I had invested so many years in this that to let go of that and listen to this voice within was impossible. But it wasn't because I'm here now. The challenges you're going to face with this, right? There's a lot. You're going to face so many challenges internally and externally. Internally is basically the conversation you have with yourself. I think firstly, um, you know, internally, first thing is to start honoring the voice within you that is telling you to be you. And if you've lived a significant amount of your life biologically, that voice is probably in there, but it's not really that loud. So first of all, it's noticing it, bringing it to the forefront and allowing it to have a voice. Um, and then the other challenge, the big challenge of this sounds so obvious, but it is that it's, it's just knowing that it's really fucking okay to be you. It really is. We are 
brought up into a world where we are constantly taught to identify ourselves, our characters, our personalities, our traits to role models, to leaders, to other people. Be like this person, be like that person. We inevitably get fucking lost in that. And in that getting lost, we question our worthiness. And you may have gone 20, 30, 40 years, and you're in a place now and you know you're not being you, but the biggest internal obstacle you will face is believing that it is okay to be you. So, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you that any more than to tell you that it is fucking okay to be you. And, you know, regardless of your thoughts on what happens after all of this ends, every moment is another moment to be you. And every moment you decide not to be you, I think is a moment that's going to add to the amount of regret you'll experience in the last moment you have on this planet in this lifetime. And so I guess that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. I guess that is genuinely it, is I want people to feel like they lived whatever percentage of their lives as themselves. Yeah, that's it. That's my That's my thing, right? Um, so internally, those are the big things, right? It's learning to let the voice come out and then believing that what that voice is telling you is okay. Externally, what's going to happen is the people you have around you who have built up your life or have become your life in the time that you have not been being you will not like you being you because they're not going to know that you are within their movie everyone you know is in their own movie everyone's their own fucking central character they're the hero and you're a supporting character and in that supporting character role you have a character to play and what that means is you have to fulfill certain expectations that are defined by them and ironically that is how a lot of us live our lives we live our lives based on not even what we think we should be doing but what other people think we should be doing and so externally, that's going to be your biggest barrier is other people's opinion of what you're going to do, the changes you're going to make. Secondly, I think other people have some issues with this because I think a lot of people experience things we talk about. They just don't ever do anything with it and they they bury this deep inside. And I do think, honestly, there's a bit of an inner resentment that goes on and for those people to feel okay to continue to be in there, to be them, they've got to kind of crush whatever it is you want to do. And so that's um, that's that's a tough one. And externally, like I, I think I've said in even in this episode, right, you have to let those aspects of your life die. All right? We, we are not playing this game of collecting friends, collecting this and we get to the last days you know the more you've got the better uh you know friendships come and go based on your own growth and experience through life and accepting that is a big thing when you can just let friendships die if it don't serve you anymore let them die it's, it is what it is you know there's nothing that's permanent so the sooner you can get your head around that the better practical tip on this right is if you're struggling to initiate this conversation with yourself 
practical tip is to start with your own internal narrative. What is that like? Spoken best many times before. Much of my life, my mind has been a piece of shit. Even now, when I'm tired, it is the it's the worst. It is the worst. Um, but when I'm when I'm you know rested, recovered, feel good. Uh, I'd say seventy five percent of the time now, it's better. And so, if you were going to start somewhere with this, I would say notice that internal narrative. And start trying to transition it away from being self-critical to self-supporting. To honor the person you are. To not be so critical of the things you do. Because you are the way you are. Uh, that's definitely the first place to start with this. So another quote by Brene Brown. Owning our story can be hard. But not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. This is a powerful quote, and I think this is the essence of it, is that many people I think know deep inside they're not living their own lives. But it's just so tough to believe that it is okay to live your life because because of the way we've been brought up. And that's not, not your fault. That's not our fault. But accepting that it is what it is, you've got a choice to make. Do you continue to conform to that or do you step into this new future? So embracing your true self, how do we do that? Stepping into this new future. Um, we have to start with really taking some time to understand every aspect of our being. And to embrace our strength, embrace our weaknesses, embrace things we're vulnerable about. And to own them. And to know that it's okay to have weaknesses. We don't always need to work on your weaknesses. It's just bullshit. I hate that stuff. You know, like we all have our own superpowers, our own skills, our own strengths. And the sooner we can align our life with those strengths... And honoring the fact we have weaknesses and put things into place to support us through them, the better I think we'd be. And so for me now, that's where I'm at. Everything I'm doing in my business and coaching is about honoring what I believe in my strengths, my superpowers, and build systems in place to help me with my vulnerabilities or weaknesses, so to speak. And so that is the first part of this, embracing your true self. You've got to start to know yourself a bit more and in that knowing of yourself it's got to come from a place of love like if you're fucking messy and disorganized then you're always going to be messy and disorganized stop beating yourself up about it, it just is what it is that's how you are it's understanding that that messy or disorganized thing which has been put upon as a negative it's just a trait for you. It doesn't mean good or bad. It just means that's how you are and how you exist. And so I think the the sooner we can remove the emotional weight from these qualities and just go, well, these are my traits, the better. For me, embracing my true self has taken a long, long time. It's still a work in process, progress. I'm still daily 
noticing moments where I flick back to question him and doubt and thinking like, oh, you know, what is this about? What am I about? But the further you go in this, the more you'll start to embrace it. Just the initial bit from like, this is the life you've led. This is the life you want to lead. And those first few steps in taking action are the hardest. Um, and in that, I'll suggest something you should probably do a little bit later. Something practical on this to start doing um, is to consider a practice of journaling. And this is like, this isn't a blanket prescription for everyone, but if you're in a place where you're accepting that this is what you want to do, you understand the importance, you're embracing it, and you want to figure out a practical way to do it, there's something really powerful, I believe, in the written word, and specifically putting your thoughts down on paper. If something happens in the movement at the end, if you spend long enough doing it, that brings out so much that you didn't know was up here, and to just have it written down feels so much more real, shall we say. So yeah, start a daily journaling practice to help you embrace your true self. And if you do it, I'm the fucking point is that I don't want to give you a structure. Just write whatever's coming up for you. You can write one sentence. I don't give a fuck. Just write something. Some days you'll be right one will write more. But the point is it's just this discipline practice of writing is extremely, extremely powerful when it comes to embracing your true self. And I believe that is because through the reflection of what you see on that page, you start to have so much of a better understanding and cut the care and love for who you are. Smashing the Brené Brown today. You need to check her out if you haven't, right? Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Mm. Mm. Yeah, right? I guess in this conversation, do you want me to tell you that I can guarantee all of this for you that's the opposite of what being you know accepting of yourself is all about because i think so much of us being identified with you know another version of us is the mistaken belief that in that safety and certainty we can somehow guarantee an outcome for whatever's next in our lives that's fucking insane isn't it that we're living a life that's not ours because we think if we do that, we're more likely guaranteed a specific outcome. I don't even know what that outcome is, but it's just not not the case. And so in this process of self-acceptance also needs to go with it an embracing of uncertainty. And that's us. Truly, like, if we've learned nothing over the last few years through covid can we not agree that nothing in this world is certain? And if we believe that and then, you know, embrace the fact nothing in this world is certain or even, you know, stagnant or guaranteed or whatever it is, then why the fuck are we so afraid to be ourselves? Really, what does it matter? So what are the obstacles 
self-acceptance. We've talked about some of the internal and the external things that are going to come up for you. All right. Um, but I think it's worth touching on this in a more structured way for obstacles that are going to be there for you and how we can work through them. So this really is largely the N equals one experience of my own journey and my self-acceptance and visually running you through, you know, narrating you through the steps of that. And it really started with a small whisper of a voice within me that for many years I told to shut the fuck up. And that voice was questioning what I was doing, saying, you sure you want to do this? You sure that's what you want to do? And so much of my identity at that time was caught up in the ego, if you want to call it that, my pride. And I was unable to consider listening to this voice. And so, yeah, truly the first obstacle you're going to face is believing that that voice is saying something of value to you. Okay. The other obstacle you're going to face in that believing it is you is then just having the confidence to transfer something that is happening in it happening in your head into day-to-day -day life and that's the that's the big step because everything up until the point you do something outside of you know your brain is conceptual you might be thinking about things slightly differently, but until that relates into tangible action, it is merely a concept. And whilst you may have a different look on the world, if nothing is changing in what you're doing day to day, and you look at your, you know, the way you look at the world has changed, then I would argue that I don't think you've really gone gone through the process because inherently, if you're going on a journey of non-acceptance to self-acceptance things outside in the practical world will have to change. There's no fucking way they won't. Some things will stay the same and your viewpoint will change, but there will be things that will change in your life. And so believing the voice and then taking that initial action is going to be the first two things. And then the other obstacle I would say is not getting pulled back. It's not wavering at the first sign of someone not liking it or it will go into plan. It'll be easy for you to retreat back to this old version of you when you start to step out into this and maybe you're not met with the you know, response you want. Um, but that's why truly at the core of self-acceptance, this is entirely about you. This is entirely as selfish act and it needs to be in selfish in every single way possible one thing i would say within this of developing something again that i think will help you when you're transitioning from a place of like non-acceptance to self-acceptance i think you're essentially going from a place of fear to love I would say that when you're living a life of non-acceptance, you're inherently looking at the world in probably more of a negative way. You're full of self-doubt. You don't believe in yourself. And everything's kind of, you know, shit-tinted spectacles. But a place of self-acceptance is self-love. And self-love, I think, 
is really in you know it's really wooly and fucking off limits for most of us to say it to consider it but that's the place we want to get to loving yourself prior to you know the love of anyone else means you're so much more able to receive the love of others in a healthy wholesome way free of the dependence and need to feel love from others um I don't know where that one come from, but that one just popped into my head and makes makes kind of sense to me. And so, yeah, one of the practical things I think you can start doing, if we're saying journaling's good, a specific exercise for you to start doing now is to start, start, is to start showing some gratitude. And, right, it's not that fucking hard. I've had so many people push back on this. I've got nothing to be grateful for. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like you're you so caught up in your little view of yourself, you can't take a step back and realize that there are millions of people on this planet right now that would kill to have your problems. And so when we start doing a gratitude practice, I would encourage you to not just write these things you're grateful for, but you've got to feel them. It's no good if you just write, oh, I'm fucking grateful for my cheese and chips, I'm grateful for my computer i'm grateful for like no fuck that the point in gratitude is to feel it and that feeling of gratitude is like a plus 10 percent confidence boost on your own self-worth because you're like you know what fucking life is good but all these things i'm grateful for not to say you're not going to strive to achieve more but if you're coming from a place of self-acceptance self-love gratitude wherever you're going is important but there's no you know you're not attached to the outcome of it because you know the place you already are is pretty fucking cool so yeah developing a gratitude practice really great thing to do that but you've got to feel it don't just say it another quote by Brené here she goes shame derives its power from being unspeakable that's why it loves perfectionists it's so easy to keep us quiet I'll leave that one there. Shame derives its power from being unspeakable. That's why it loves perfectionists. So easy to keep us quiet. Maybe that's part of this for many of us is that, you know, we are so invested in ourselves. You know, we are, aren't we? We all think we're the center of the fucking universe. I definitely have for a long time. Realizing just a speck now definitely helps me feel more grounded. Um, in that you know investment in ourselves I think we're so afraid to be perceived as anything other than the the mask we've created for ourselves because there's so much vulnerability in that you know you're vulnerable when you say to the world this isn't me and you open yourself up to criticism and you will face criticism and you will have criticism and so in that I think it's it's that trap of the perfectionist wanting to stay exactly where they are, even though that they know that place is not where they really truly want to be. So I think all of this, this self-acceptance thing, is really a conversation on developing a practice that has tangible effects day to day um, to help you come to this place. Because 
This isn't going to happen overnight. You're not going to suddenly wake up tomorrow and go, oh, I just fucking love who I am. All right, we don't go from that place. You don't go from self-loathing to self-love. You go from self-loathing to fucking tolerating yourself to being okay and then to liking yourself. And then ultimately, the end point I'd say is to love yourself. I'm somewhere on the tolerating <clears throat> to like myself part of that journey. Certainly aren't any, you know, definitely don't love myself yet. I'm definitely not there. Definitely liking myself more, accepting myself who I am. So that's that's it, right? But it's just, it's a it's a journey, and so that's why I think developing a practice is really really important here. Um, we've spoken already around practical things like journaling, gratitude, um, and noticing your self talk, and those are the those are the three main interventions I think. Are, are the ones to go for day to day. In terms of the noticing your self-talk, a handy practical way to do this, but it's slightly inconvenient, is to set up three to four reminders on your phone throughout the day at various times, random times, and just call it like self-talk check-in, whatever it is. And just notice when that alarm goes off, like what's, what's fucking going on in my head? What's the narrative like? Is it good? Am I self-loathing? Am I being me? Am I masquerading as the the other version of me and in that noticing i would encourage you not to you know place too much judgment but it's just to observe and i think the mere act of observing creates in it over time an amazing feedback loop which is like a muscle the more you do it the bigger it gets and it's something that happens to me Day to day now, I'd say I catch myself in these moments going down these rabbit holes and I'll be like, oh, but you're doing it. You're going back where you used to. And so for me, these these practices of self-reflection, journaling, gratitude are are the the things that really help with that. But as you know, I'm always going to probably speak about meditation in some way in every one of these conversations. If there's one thing that would layer underneath all of this is meditation because quite simply in meditation you get to know yourself and it's uncomfortable you realize how neurotic you are how incessant the thoughts are in your head and it's uncomfortable at first but there's no greater thing you can feel and experience than understanding that who you are as a person transcends and exists outside of the thoughts you have day to day. And in that, you can then start to appreciate that the person you are truly are not those thoughts. And you can then start to become yourself free of attachment to those thoughts. Sounds fucking weird as shit. All right. But our mind is not us. It's a, you know, it's a mechanism that is very good at creating problems. And catastrophizing <laughs> so yeah self self-care is a big part of this you know if you're just too busy to commit the time to doing this then i need to tell you you're just going to be in the same place in five to ten years functioning off patterns that have existed for 20 30 40 years continually feeling that you're not you but unable to change that because you're not committing the time to learning how to become you 
this is not a comfortable process. This is not an easy process. This is not something that you can go and take a pill for and all of a sudden you'll be yourself. Although I would say that psychedelics are something that have really helped me accept and love myself, which in fact I'm happy to talk about here now in this moment as it arises because it's come up in my head. But they're not the, they're not the, the you know, the, the, the magic bullet, all right? They've definitely helped me because in the psychedelic experience, you're essentially removed from the conversation of the ego, the egoic self. The egoic self is concerned with approval, is concerned with recognition, is concerned with status, and is concerned with all the bullshit that we're taught is important in life. And so imagine if you could have all that part of you removed, you're able to have fucking crazy shit conversations with a version of you that transcends that is timeless. And it's not even like a childlike version of you. It's a version of you that exists in a place of pure innocence. I would say it's your spirit. So yeah, psychedelics definitely help you with that. They're not for everyone. But I would say that for most people, unless you've got some severe condition going on, the trouble I think a lot of people have with psychedelics is the loss of control. If they tell you though, fucking control is an illusion. And so unless you can get comfortable with that, again, you're going to only stay in those patterns, and which probably means you're going to switch off from this anyway now. So I probably lost you. So see ya. Yeah. Anyway, psychedelics. Uh, baby, you know, I'm not advising you take them, obviously. I would fucking get in a lot of trouble. But for me, my own experience, they've really helped. Um, I would say meditation you've done with extreme diligence and consistency will get you some other way there without it. Brenner here. Good one. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. That's funny, isn't it? No control. I was just saying. Vulnerability is something that has become my trend over the last few years. And it's still something I struggle with. And I have moments of it. But I'm recognizing that self-acceptance is truly about being vulnerable to the world in, in every way possible. And it's not doing it. It's not being vulnerable to create pity, to create, uh, you know, feelings of like, oh, poor him. It's just, I feel like there's something really giving about vulnerability. It's like, it shows people suffering in a way that helps them feel less isolated in their own suffering. But really, in this conversation, vulnerability is essential to self-acceptance. Because when you are able to truly accept yourself, you're exposing yourself and are really vulnerable to whatever the repercussions of that are. So that's it for today. I didn't think I was going to go on this long. I thought this might be 30 minutes, but as usual, I've waffled on. Um, I hope you've stayed the course. I hope you found something useful in it. Um, I really really fucking care about you doing this like whoever you are i don't care if like five people listen to this 50 5000 you know, rather more people listen obviously um 
But if you are struggling in life right now and you know you're not living your life and you know you've got all this shit going on, self-acceptance is the place to start. And it's a tough thing because you've built up layers on top of yourself and you've got to pull them back and you've got to find that little young version of you prior to all the things you put on it and you got to go, you know what? Fucking, you're all right. You're all right exactly as you are. And so now I've found you again. I've found that version of you, me, whatever we're talking here. Let's go forward and see what happens from here. So, yeah. There we go. If you're struggling to navigate this yourself, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm not actively taking on coaching clients at the moment. Um, the reason for that is, is that this course I'm on is about to bring to fruition my life's work. And that is going to be a big uh, energetic demand for me. But equally, that's where I want to put my energy because I think it's going to be the thing that's going to create the biggest impact. Impact Accelerator is the name of the course. And it's going to align truly with myself. And so, um, yeah, I'm not actively taking on clients, but if you want to drop me a message and we can just have a free coaching session, I'd be more than happy to help you work through some bits on this. Um, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely open to giving you my time to help you. If being a part of what I'm about to put out into the universe is of interest to you, if is of interest to you, let me know. Um, I'm not going to speak about that right now. It wouldn't be appropriate yet, but there's going to be more coming on that. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes to this some recommended books I've read on on uh, <laughs> on self-acceptance. I'm a big fan of reading. Um, if you're going to start anywhere on the list, it's actually number four, but I would say it's the shortest one there and it's a really easy one to read. It's uh, called The Four Agreements, Practical Guide to Personal Freedom by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's fucking amazing. Beautiful book. Beautiful book. Um very, very spiritual, but beautiful in his, in his words. So yeah, that's it. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I hope you are doing okay on your own journey as you listen to this. Uh, I need you to know from the place I'm at, having gone through this for a number of years, that you can get there. And when you do get there, everything starts to feel lighter. Problems still arise. I still have fucking shit going on every day. Still not in a place of extreme financial abundance, still got stuff going on logistically in my um, divorce, I'm still figuring out being a co-parent, I'm still navigating shit each and every day. But the difference is the place from which you enter into navigating that shit is so much more grounded and solid and it makes it easier. So yeah, I need to share that with you. If you're going through it, it does get better, but this is maybe the process you might need to go through. Until next time, see you soon.